Hello, and welcome back to 50 States, 50 Murders, the podcast that takes you, the listener, on an auditory road trip across all 50 states while we discuss 50 different murders. Thank you all for tuning in to Episode 3. I am your host, AJ. I'm your co-host, Dakota. Dakota, could you please let the listeners know where we will be traveling this week for Episode 3? We're traveling to Louisville, Kentucky, as we look into a double murder of Betty Jean Windsor and her son, Corey. This week's journey leads us to Jefferson County, also known as Louisville, Kentucky, the most populated county in the state, and it doubles the amount of the second most. All right, yeah, so while we're talking about Kentucky, it's it's known as the Bluegrass State. Kentucky was founded in 1792, making Kentucky the 15th state. As far as size goes, Kentucky is the 36th largest state, 12.7 million acres of commercial forest land, which is 50% of the state's land area. And something I would have never guessed, Kentucky has more miles of running water than any other state except for Alaska. The numerous rivers account for 1,100 commercial miles. The Bluegrass State ranks 26th in population and 44th out of all states with income rank. As far as murder per capita, Kentucky ranks 14th with 10.3 per 100K. Go ahead and give us our five biggest cities and capital. Yeah, we got Louisville, Lexington, Bowling Green, Owensboro, and Covington, and the capital city of Kentucky is Frankfurt. All right, and as far as what Kentucky is known for, as mentioned, they Kentucky is nicknamed the Bluegrass State. Now, the name, it, it speaks for itself. Their grass is blue, so they claim. I've been through Kentucky, and I don't recall ever seeing bluegrass, but speaking of bluegrass... Kentucky is the home of bluegrass music, which is a folk genre of heavy banjo influence that derived in the 1940s. For me personally, when I think of Kentucky, the first thing that comes to my mind has to be the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby has proclaimed itself as the most exciting two minutes in sports. The Derby is a 1.25 mile horse race. And it's the Super Bowl of horse racing. It's listed as the oldest running sports tradition in the United States of America. It's also one of the most gambled upon sporting events every year. So this kind of made me think back to a question I was asked as far as bucket lists for sporting events. Kentucky Derby for me has to be up there. I think uh, watching golf at Augusta has got to be number one, but... Uh, I wanted to ask you that question. We're talking Kentucky Derby. What's your bucket list as far as sports go, and does Kentucky Derby make the cut? Okay, um, my one and two, Blacksburg night game and a Denver game, that's always going to be number one and two until I go. Uh, with March Madness going on, uh, i got to put the NCAA tournament up there. 
Uh, that's actually coming up in Cleveland okay. in 2025, so might be checking that off okay. soon. Uh, now, I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I would love to go to Ohio State-Michigan game. Absolutely. And I would like to go to Kentucky Derby, but it's not really on my bucket list because I'm not willing to pay the amount it costs for a two-minute race. Yeah, it's really expensive. I think you're paying for the, the atmosphere of it. You're dressing up. You're wearing the big hats. Uh, the mojitos and you're gambling on it. I mean, it's just the whole thing. As far as the race itself, yeah, it's only two minutes, but it seems like an experience nonetheless. We're talking about sports. They are known for high-level college basketball. You just mentioned March Madness. That's getting ready to tip off here shortly. Uh, it's Obviously, it's the home of the Kentucky Wildcats, men's college basketball team. Kentucky owns eight NCAA national titles. And they continue to have a pretty solid team year in, year out. Some years better than others, but I feel like they're always a pretty tough team. And alongside Kentucky, the Louisville Cardinals, for the most part, usually competitive, not this year. But they do have three national titles to their name. Between the two Kentucky teams, they have 11 national titles combined. Now, with Louisville, I had a little bit of a Mandela effect when I was doing research. Technically, they only have two national titles, both in the 80s. And I thought that was strange because I could have sworn that they won a national title in our lifetimes. Uh, It turns out they did win a national title in 2013, but that national title was vacated in 2017. Could you give us a little backstory on what happened with that national title? Yeah, so you weren't tripping. They beat Michigan national title. All their wins between 2012 and 2015 were vacated. And the reason is because there was a member of the coaching staff that was providing prostitutes and strippers to the players and potential recruits. So, unfortunately, because of that decision, NCAA decided this game never happened. This championship was never won. I mean, for me personally, I feel like if you won an award, you won a championship, I still personally count it. I mean, what do you think? I count that. Um, if they're cheating in some way, I wouldn't count it. But Okay, so like performance-enhancing drugs or yeah. you know, you're paying the refs off, something like that. Ineligible players, which sure. okay. is rare in college, but it happens. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. But, I mean, as far as prostitutes, I, mean, I don't think that's really going to help your performance. I mean, maybe. I don't um, know. <laughs> according to sports science, it does. Okay. All right, so some other things that Kentucky's known for. Obviously, Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC is a huge staple, and it's a fast food chain that was started by Colonel Sanders in 1952. It's one of the world's fastest growing food chains. There's 20,000 locations in over 100 countries. Not a big KFC guy, but I do enjoy their new spicy chicken sandwich. What about you? Are, are you a KFC guy? Uh, I'm not, but it's funny because when we used to do luck changers, you'd always ask me to drive you a KFC afterwards. So Yeah kind of weird we'd wait in line for like 20 30 minutes to get some garbage ass food their spicy chicken sandwiches are pretty solid do you have a do you have a go-to fast food spot you know i'm not big into fast food anymore uh as much as i was when i was younger but if you count raising canes i yeah Yeah, i went there every week for a couple years i'm i'm not at that point anymore but i do miss it okay kentucky bourbon obviously it's one of the state's biggest exports The title Kentucky Bourbon itself is prevalent amongst alcohol production. 
companies such as Maker's Mark, Jim Beam, and Wild Turkey, to name a few, that are all made in Kentucky. If you are a bourbon lover, you can head to Kentucky to take the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. It's a self-guided trail that stretches over 200 miles. It includes several of the most famous distilleries in the world. I, I don't really like KFC, so apologies to Kentucky. I also really do not enjoy bourbon whatsoever, but I mean, throw it back to you. Are you a bourbon guy? What's your go-to drink of choice? Oh, what was that shit we had in the Super Bowl? Was that Wild Turkey? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. That shit was garbage. That was probably... I would dr- rather drink Everclear than that. I think that was my first time ever having it, so no, I'm not a fan of bourbon at all. Okay. Um, I don't really have a go-to. Pretty much whatever you put in front of me, as we've seen there, I took that without yep. knowing what it was and almost threw up because it was so disgusting. Okay. So no, no go-to, really. Okay, so not a KFC guy, not a bourbon guy. Kentucky's striking out here let's talk about some famous names that were born in kentucky you know nevada was a little tough not a lot of famous people out there but kentucky i had much more luck finding some people so both jennifer lawrence and josh hutcherson from the hunger games born in kentucky johnny depp born in kentucky as well as george clooney athletes arguably the greatest of all time muhammad ali u.s president abraham lincoln some really big-named country music musicians. We have Loretta Lynn, Keith Whitley, Billy Ray Cyrus, my guy Tyler Childers, and Chris Stapleton, to name a few. He did the national anthem for the Super Bowl. So what I want to ask you now, we really just poo-pooed on KFC, Kentucky Bourbon. Out of those musicians, there's got to be someone on there that you personally like. I'm going to keep shitting on Kentucky. Oh, no. I know you love Tyler Childers, and uh, when I said I wasn't a huge fan, you almost shit your pants. I, I like Chris Stapleton. He's okay. got a great voice, but I don't really care for his songs that okay. much. Uh, no Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart? No, not at all. I, no. Or his daughter, no. Okay. Keith Whitley, probably a little before your time. Yeah, I, I'm not all into that that era, no. Okay. All right, so uh, that's some famous people from Kentucky. How about maybe some serial killers? Yeah, so there's not many recent serial killers from the state, but in the 18th century, there were two brothers, Micaiah and Wiley Harp. They were kind of like pirates, but they operated on highways and rivers, and to some historians, they were known as America's first serial killers. Together, they had over 50 victims. And more recently, uh, Samuel Little, he's one of, if not the most prolific serial killers in American history. The FBI confirmed his involvement in at least 60 to 93 of his confessed murders. And I think I mentioned him. He he had some pretty wild stories. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned him in the Ohio one because mm-hmm. I, I think he had some some victims from Ohio. Pretty much all of his stories, they would go there and they would find the body. So he was not lying. Now, while he was not born in Kentucky, one of his suspected victims are from Kentucky, and then he was also captured and arrested there. He was arrested in 2012 at a homeless shelter in Louisville, where he was then extracted to California for prior crimes. Yeah, I, I believe it was a drug charge that he was extracted to, and then upon getting him in California and taking his DNA, that's when they started to realize that he's got 
murders all across the place. Kind of a callback to Ohio as well is Donald Harvey, the angel of death. You mentioned him in our Ohio episode as one of the most notorious serial killers in the state. And interestingly enough, when I was doing some research, not only was he notorious in the state of Ohio, but he actually has quite a few murders in the state of Kentucky as well. He's right on the border. He was yeah, doing Cincinnati. He's, and He's from Cincinnati, which is pretty much Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, most people in Kentucky claim Cincinnati as their state or their city. So, yeah, he has murders in both Ohio and Kentucky. On the subject of murder, let's just go ahead and naturally switch gears and talk about this week's case. Our story today focuses on the murder of Betty Jean Windsor and her 8-year-old son, Corey. And this murder took place at the hands of her husband, Sean Windsor. So let's go ahead and get into the backstory first, which is just a wild story. Sean Windsor was first married in the early 80s to a woman named Angela. And we couldn't find an actual year, but being born in 1963, he was at least 17 years old. And for the sake of the story, let's just assume he was 18 here. Now, Angela was only 15. And because of her age, naturally her family disapproved of this joining together. And because of the family's disapproval, this led to Sean encouraging her to run away with him, and she much obliged. After running away, getting married, Sean and Angela ended up having two sons and one daughter together. And right away, right off the bat, Angela started experiencing abuse from Sean. He was an alcoholic and honestly would just beat the hell out of her. This extended to abusing the kids to the point where they could hardly move. And this abuse goes on for 10 years. This goes on until Angela's 15-year-old cousin needed a place to stay. Her name was Betty Jean. Shortly after Betty Jean moved in with Angela and Sean... Betty Jean and Sean started a romantic relationship. Yeah, so we have a 27-year-old guy now, and he's with a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, back-to-back, two 15-year-old girls. Dude loves younger girls. It was when Betty Jean got pregnant that Angela finally saw a way out. Angela divorced Sean and left with her three kids. The good news is she was able to escape this nightmarish life with Sean. The bad news is... She left her cousin Betty Jean behind. But, to be fair, it's understandable. Yeah, she she brought her cousin into the situation, and her 15-year-old cousin Yeah. then left her. Yeah. Yeah. Real cool. See ya. Yeah, so short, shortly after, uh, Betty Jean gave birth to their son, Corey. Now, this is some real Kentucky shit right here. Uh, after the birth of their son, she married Sean in the middle of a bread aisle... I want to get away from the story a little bit here, uh, talking about some real Kentucky shit. I just wanted to talk about one of my coworkers. She's from Kentucky, and we always okay, mess nice. with her about it. Uh, we were trying to explain to her what a friend with benefits is. Okay. And she just didn't get it. So I ended up saying, or as you call them, your cousins in Kentucky. Perfect. And then she understood. Yeah, but she was not happy at all. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so back to the story. Uh, shortly after... The honeymoon, Sean went back to his abusive ways. The abuse lasted for eight years up until July 2003. Sean buys a manual transmission car and is given Beijing lessons, but she wasn't grasping the concept and was not learning quick enough. 
So to help out, I guess, he yeah. started beating the shit out of her. Yeah, okay. This will work. In the car while while driving. And their eight-year-old son, Corey, was in the back seat. Uh, this is where she had enough. She decided to press charges on him, resulting in a restraining order against him. And after a couple of months, she just filed for divorce. But Sean being Sean, he ignored the court summons. Okay. Now, a few months went by, and it's Christmas time now. Sure. So, December 2003. Uh, Beijing felt bad that Sean did not get to see Corey during the holidays. So, a couple days after Christmas, on December 28th, Sean invited Beijing and Corey over for dinner. Yeah, why not? Her family begged her not to go. Because he's a piece of shit. But she did anyways. When she left to go for to Sean's for dinner, that would be the last time that her family would ever see her or Corey live. Once they got into the house, Sean stabbed Corey in the chest. And then he beat both of them with a barbell. Mm. In an odd move, though, he wrote a confession. Admitting they did it, but then he disappeared. Okay, interesting. So I'm going to confess to it, but then I'm going to dip out. So this horrible murder, it landed him on America's Most Wanted when he fled. So pretty popular TV show. And it took seven months, but eventually the police finally got a tip from a viewer of this show. And this lead that they got, it led them on a wild chase. He was said to be spotted at a homeless shelter in North Carolina, where they found he was indeed there before. Yeah, the the dumbass used his real name. And his real day of birth when checking into the homeless shelter. Yeah, strange move um, when you're wanted for murder. Probably shouldn't use your legal name. Might want to change your date of birth a little bit there. But okay, nonetheless, use his name. This led to the tip that came in. and uh, He was at the shelter at one point, but he was then transferred from there to a shelter in Shelby, North Carolina. Unfortunately wasn't at that shelter any longer as he had left with another person who was staying at that shelter. Thankfully, this shelter gave the police an address of the other person's parents' house. Now, when they showed up to the parents' house, they informed him that he was living there and he was not currently present, but they did give him the location where he was at at that specific moment. Sean was working at an auto parts salvage garage and police showed up, and they were able to arrest him without any problems whatsoever. Yeah, this was on July 15th, so exactly 200 days after the murder. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump to the trial here. Uh, run us through what took place. All right, so he already confessed in the note, but can't really use that. So he admitted to the murders and asked to be put to death. Okay. But our court system can't just be that simple. Right. So his defense tried arguing about it, saying his mental state wasn't right. Then it went into his abusive childhood being the reason behind it, and he was actually not happy about this at all. He wasn't happy that the trial turned from him killing his wife and uh, son to talking about how bad his mom was. His mom was a single mom. He She did what she could. Yeah. Um, unfortunately... They didn't go through with his request, though, and after a couple of years, he changed his mind, so Sean no longer wanted to be executed, and to this day, he's still on death row. 20 years later, we're wasting, wasting money to keep this piece of shit alive. To close out each week, Dakota, I'm going to be doing a blind ranking for every state that we cover, 
1 through 49 in order of most to least desirable in your opinion. Now, last week we covered Nevada, which surprisingly you put at number 40 on your list. We're talking about Kentucky this week. Now, you didn't like their music. You don't like their drinks. I can't expect a too high of a ranking this week, but what do we got for DSA's blind ranking of Kentucky? Oh, man, we have so many states to go. I don't want to rank them further than... I'm going to go 38 on this one. Oh, so, 38? A little above a little Nevada. A little bit of a surprise. Yeah, because, I mean, Kentucky Derby, I would rather go to that than okay. go to Vegas. Maybe a Kentucky Wildcats basketball game. That would be all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is, 38. So as we conclude episode three of 50 States, 50 Murders, we want to just continue to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Each and every week, we will continue covering a new state as well as a murder case. If you have not already, please be sure to follow and subscribe, and please be sure to tune in next week for episode four. (laughs) 